This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influencers. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning Doc, how are you going? Hey Gordon, how's it going? All good. I'm really uh, looking forward to this morning's chat with uh, one of my oldest and dearest colleagues in the media industry. So uh, a really good one coming up this morning. But I've enjoyed yeah. all your hard work on the marketer, marketer of the Year Awards. And the hurly-burly of that has been phenomenal. And we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from it. It's been really good. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. It's been a good, I think, a good effort. You know, I think good for us, you and I, in terms of, of content for our podcast. Um, hopefully good for the finalists and, and we've been profiling them. And then also the marketing awards themselves, you know. So I think yes. it's been a it's been a really, I, th- I think, a nice relationship. Uh, and one, as, as we've always said in the podcast, you know, for people out there to listen to and to learn from, you know, that old cliche, the best of the best. Now, these are the five top people from, from last yeah. year into this year. So, you know, they really have got some great nuggets uh, yeah. of but Gordon, before we get on to that, now just congratulations is in order. I mean, it's Absolutely. number nine. I mean, number nine, yes. Number nine, your little scrum off, little got daughter, scrum off, granddaughter. Little granddaughter, Sarah so Joyce. I've got grandkids. nine now. Well um, done. I'm nominally putting her in at scrum off because she's the smallest. But uh, <laughs> let's see, she might grow into one of the other positions. Well, you know, but for now, she's number nine. Sierra and, Joy, yeah. welcome to the team. It's really nice to have you. Yeah, well, that's great, Gordon. That's fantastic news. And I mean, you know, it's... it's um, it's just wonderful to start off the day with such fantastic news. Absolutely. So. Very exciting for me. So, so who said nothing good came out of 2020? I mean, it's been <laughs> fabulous. So, but let's get back onto, onto track here. Uh, we've got with us and a very special note. 
Virginia Hollis, uh, MD of Magnetic Connection, but speaking today more in, in terms of her role as director of G2, which is a multi-platform content generating business. We'll talk about that. But Jenny's done something that nobody else has done on the podcast, Doc. Yeah, that's right, Gordon. She's putting in her second appearance. So yeah. you must have done something right the first time around. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it was all on air. So whatever it was, it was captured. So uh, nothing un untoward could have happened. Could have happened. Could have happened. Yeah. Well, we, Gordon and I go back a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, Virginia. Thanks, Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a, a fantastic half hour. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Jenny, just uh, this transition is interesting. I mean, you and I came out of traditional agencies and then you worked, you know, literally in the first or well, arguably the first media agency in the country back in the day. But you've morphed into something much bigger than a media agency. Tell us a little bit about this journey into the, the area of, of, of content production and sponsorship, because that's really what we're going to talk about today. I think one of the things that happens is as you go along, you you don't get bored with what you're doing, but you get too, maybe complacent or maybe it just becomes a little bit too much of the same old, same old. And you actually need something a little bit more stimulating. So I got involved with um, Project Runway South Africa a number of years ago. And it was extremely interesting because it was a completely new way of looking, or for South Africa, a new way of looking at um, how we do television and how we integrate into television content, but properly integrate, mm. not just surface integration. And for me, it was, it was a huge eye-opener as to how much value we could actually give to advertisers. And, but real value, not something that is cosmetic, not something that is forced down a, a viewer's throat, something that properly integrates that viewers expect to see. Um, because if you are now seeing, um, for example, um, let me give you an example of Edgar's. Edgar's were a very big sponsor of, of Project Runway. You would see their signage and you would expect to see it. Mm. And they did, certain, they, did a, a very, they did a wonderful thing. Their prize for uh, the person who won was to put their line into Edgar's stores. Now, that yeah. automatically yeah. Mm. gives you a foot up. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's a fantastic thing to be able to do. So that's... That was the start of it, and it was the case of how else can we do this? Yeah, one of my one of my clients, Benina, South Africa, participated mm. in that, and I think they had enormous value out of it that I can attest to, and, and enormous success from it. Um, and it was integrated into the show, and I think that was the point. So for me, it's it's the difference, and you can see it, or you can sense it maybe when you're watching. You know, something a sponsorship which has been forced into a pre-existing equation versus a, a piece of engagement or sponsorship mm. which was part of the creation process. Is, is that a key point of difference for you? It is, because if you'd like to take uh, Benina as an example, you went into the sewing room and you watched people sewing and they were literally physically doing the job. They had to make yeah. these outfits and you saw the Benina machine being used yeah. for mm. what it is absolutely there to do. Yeah. And that's the difference. You don't want to force something down somebody's throat and say, look, I mean, we all remember those lovely infomercials. Look, and there's more. Yes. Those kind of things. You don't want to be doing that. Mm. Viewers are not stupid. They know when something is being forced down their throat. But show them the real application mm. of how to use a machine, how to use makeup, yeah. how to use anything. You're adding value to them, yeah. and they're going to be more engaged. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think, what, what the biggest takeout for us was um, around Project Runway. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the how-to. authenticity. And I think, yeah, absolutely, you know, Gordon. And I think, you know, maybe today uh, in, in the world of streaming and on demand and, and all of that, you know, people are probably watching fewer ads than ever before. You know, they, they're going past it or whatever. So now it's a question, and I'm just interested uh, to chat about what is happening globally, whether people are putting more products inside of and it's not just tv programs in in the mm, case of that's absolutely. movies you know songs a lot of stuff and we can chat about that and 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 i know gordon you're a huge fan of of james bond and i think oh. you know for ah. a lot of a lot of years there was a level of authenticity but once or twice i even found myself looking at it and saying it's it's forced now you know i mean yeah. the one time a few years ago and it's and i think it's unnecessarily forced for something of that a caliber you know so he was on a train, I forget the particular movie, and the lady said to him, his shirt pulled up, and she said, oh, is that a Rolex? And he said, no, it's an Amiga. Unnecessary. You know, people Mm. who know a Rolex know a Rolex at a glance, so you don't have to do that. And I think, you know, Gordon, you've also written, and we can chat about when Aston Martin was in for many, many years, and then then was Ford, and there were a few other car manufacturers. Absolutely right. You know, there was the motorbike and the launches. And I mean, we did work years ago with Sony Ericsson when they had product placement in certain movies as well. But, you know, some of it is done well and some of it is just it's it's done so badly that it's almost a turn off. You know, it's almost a put off for me to say you don't have to show me the Heineken bottle on screen all the time. You know, I can see it at a glance and I can pick it up and I know it's Heineken and I do the association. So I guess it's that fine line, you know, between forced down my throat, excuse the pun. No, no, and, absolutely. Uh, and, and something that I, that I believe, you know, in the case of, as you say, the sewing machine, it's believable. I can believe it's because it's, it's used in the correct situation. Yeah, look, the bond thing is interesting. I mean, uh, Jenny, mm, I think you know. I, be, I decided to to try and watch all the Bond movies before the launch of uh, No Time to Die. So, and I, I've been quite enjoying enjoying it. But you're quite right. I mean, to watch the flow of of sponsorship, and then you get these bizarre insertions. And the one I objected to uh, was in uh, Diamonds Are Forever. One absolutely appalling. James Bond appeared in a safari suit, which <gasps> I found absolutely. <laughs> Shocking, but that in and of itself was not bad, you know, enough to stop watching it. But he was driving a Toyota. It's like, no, no, sorry. I know it was filmed in Japan, or portion of it, or maybe it was the only. I think, in fact, I'm telling porcupines. I think the Toyota was in, um, uh, you know, not live and let die. That was the Roger Moore. But I mean, um, doesn't matter which one. I'm so confused about them now. But I mean, a Toyota. Um, you you only live twice. He was driving a Toyota. I was like, no, boys. Honestly, I can't. I can't be doing but this. James so. Bond drives mm. flashy sports cars. He drives an Aston Martin. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. he drives yeah. Aston Martin. He yep. doesn't drive anything else. Well, it's it's age dependent. So um, Stuart Walsh, one of our, our, our old mm-hmm. colleagues as well, was said no. He he was done with the uh, Aston Martin. Didn't work for him at all. What he was buying into was the the Lotus Esprit. Which yeah. ca- it was oh. an underwater car. So oh yeah, I remember that. I can benchmark the buy-in by the, the the ages of my colleagues and which Bond movies they were watching. But um, you know, getting back to sponsorship, which is natural or, or or enforced, I'm still coming to terms with James Bond drinking Heineken Zeros. Um, having said yeah. that, I drink a lot of Heineken Zeros. Not yeah. that it's improved my love life in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. Just <laughs> saying Try out there, the guys. Try alcohol. That might help. Hey? Try alcohol. <laughs> might help. Yeah, I'll tell you guys oh. a, a funny aside, or maybe it's not that funny. A few years ago, I, was, uh, I had a meeting at Heineken's head office in Amsterdam. And at the end of the meeting, 
um, one of the guys said, listen, would you like to do a quick tour of the, of the brewery? And I said, yeah, it'll be fantastic. She walked around and it was just uh, at the launch about three, four years ago of Heineken Zero. And the guy taking us on the, on the thing uh, got to the top and he said, listen, do you want a beer? And we said, yeah, sure. He said, listen, I really, I really can't get my, I can't drink a Zero because it's not a beer. He says, I've been all my life. I'm a Heineken through and through. He said, but I, I can, you guys can have it, but please, I'm, I, I, you know, and he just couldn't do it. He said, no, I, I have to have a Heineken and not a, not a Zero. But just on that topic, I mean, Virginia, just one of the, um, I think a nicely made ad is Kimi, not Kimi Raikkonen, and uh, Kiki Rosberg and, and Nico Rosberg, mm. father and son. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, with that shot where, you know, the dad's one up on, on, on the yes. driving. Lovely. No alcohol. That's, a, that's just, a, I want to say, a sweet ad. It's a nice ad. It's easy to watch. It's, it, it's, I smiled when I watched it versus mm. some of the other stuff, you know, that we said is a little mm. bit forced fit. But mm. I think it was a nice Heineken. Yeah, look, there's, and, and, and I think we're growing into it and feeling more natural about it. Just a quick question as well, Jen, before we sort of get further down the line. I mean, for every hundred rand that's spent on traditional television advertising, how, how big is this content sponsorship market? Is it ten out of a hundred, five out of? A, I mean, if plus that, if if it's five, it's a lot, um, and that's unfortunate because that it that's the growth area. Because go back to what you were talking about with streaming, Doug. Mm. More and more people are going to stream. So how do you reach people in that, con in, in that content? Mm, yeah. The only way to reach them is to be involved in, and immersed yeah. properly into the content. Mm. We've got a, a shows now that are, are on Netflix. Yeah. And if you are part of, that, uh, part of that show, you automatically are streamed into the Netflix content as well. They do not block you out. They, oh, can, really? they, can, they can ask producers to do it. If it's overt and they don't like it, so that's where you've actually got to be very careful. Yes. So if you are, you know, like literally here, here's a beer, drink my Heineken, yes. then, you know, you're more than likely going to get that blanked out, blacked out mm. uh, because they don't want that kind of avertness. But if it's natural, yeah. it's yes. there. It's yeah, and there. I think so. And, you know, it, if, if we think of the challenges that broad, broadcasters face and DSTV in particular have, have got a big challenge with streaming platforms like that. Mm. And as advertisers, how do you get your exposure that's why I, i'm surprised when you say five out of 100 i mean i um, honestly i would have thought it was more than that which strikes mm -hmm. me then as being a huge area of opportunity it's a massive area of opportunity and i think that that's where people are need to start th rethinking the way they actually do their strategies mm -hmm. is find the right kind of content for your brand to be involved with do not make it forced yeah. speak to the producers and the directors about how you integrate you know properly and make it look seamless and make it look like something that consumers are going to want to interact with. I'm a great believer in doing educational stuff and I think mm. that there's a, a lot of need in this country to do a lot of educational stuff mm. and I think that we're missing a trick when it comes to things like uh, finance shows and things like that where you should be sitting down and saying okay how do I get the banks involved in teaching people how to run a checkbook, well, not checkbook, mm. that's a bit old, but yeah. you know what I mean, balance their bank accounts. Sure. Because people don't know how to balance a bank mm. account. Yeah. They don't know, uh, they don't understand credit issues. They yeah. don't understand higher purchasing. They don't understand any of that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's not taught at school. Yeah. No, uh, and so, uh, which is sad, you know, and it's interesting you should say that. I've just been looking at some data um, with respect to radio content, I know we, you, you're primarily involved in the, in the in the video and the viewing stuff, but or the or the the stated need for life skills yeah. and from 
SEM cluster three, SEM cluster two and one is gigantic. Um, and there's a huge opportunity there in that life skills area. There's no question about yeah. that. Absolutely. And I think that it, 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 whether it be medical education, whether it be yeah. um, how, to, how to fix a plug, you know, those, anything, anything you can teach. Even counseling for Spurs supporters. Oh, just, uh, that's a couple shame. of weeks down the line, but I just thought I'd bring in that game uh, for, the, for the Arsenal you fans yeah, out you there. Couldn't, couldn't couldn't we had a few weeks with no Arsenal commentary. Yeah, it's okay. Gordon, it's it's been, uh, you know. All the Spurs guys have gone quiet. I've actually had to go and buy them data. I think they ran out of data. Yeah, well, but, that's uh, what you said this morning. I saw that. Yeah. You know, Stephen Mustingman is a City supporter. So so he's smiling. Oh, he loves City. Loves City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, one of the areas, and, and this is the area, you know, when you said to me, look, you mustn't talk about this. Mm. And I said, no, I definitely won't. <laughs> so this is where I do talk about okay. this now. Um, Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. It doesn't always go seamlessly. So, I mean, I, I, you've heard my story. You know my story, how I got mm. into, into media. Uh, at my wedding, I gave a, a, obviously a reasonably good speech by all accounts. And went away on honeymoon, came back, and my uncle, who was McCann uh, Erickson's media director at the time, said, wrote me a letter. Of course, no phones. Then he said, if you can talk that much crap in public and get away with it, you'll probably do quite well in advertising. <laughs> so that was how I got into advertising. Now, the equivalent of that, I mean, sometimes shows go, oh, reality double. shows go crazy. So the one I've never forgotten, the guy who won the very first Big Brother. Oh, boy. I think his name was Ferdy. Yeah, Ferdy, yeah. He won it. And he won it on the basis of the high point. He did a poo in the garden. I know. It's, so I know. how do I as a sponsor reconcile my brand to <laughs> the winner winning the reality uh, show because he did a poo in the garden? It's I one mean. of the, the biggest problems. You can't, you can't control... Um, humans in that situation, especially when you're well, running I, live. I certainly could. If, if, if my scrum half did a poo in the garden, she'd be in serious <laughs> but your, trouble. Your scrum half is little at the moment. Yeah, your scrum half exactly. will be allowed. You've <laughs> <laughs> probably got a Pampers uh, sponsorship. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, you can't control that kind of thing. That's the problem. And if you're going live, yeah. if you're running live like Big Brother was in those days, yeah. if you remember they were yeah, running 24, yeah. 24-7, you couldn't avoid it. Mm. So... You, it's a big risk, and the only thing you can do is try and get your contestants to actually sign um, contracts that state that they won't do certain things. Yeah. And if they do do certain things, well, you're in the poo, yeah. quite frankly. Literally, yeah. Um, case, because yeah. They, they've done it, and you can't take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you go and you look at things like the Kardashians and everything, mm. those ladies do all sorts of outrageous things and get away with it because they the Kardashians. Yeah, sure. yeah. But if you are 30 what's-his-face mm. and you go and do one poo in the garden, you win a million, do- a million rand. Yeah. 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 But yeah I, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. And I think, you know, also, it's factor. not even just the live stuff, Gordon. You know, sometimes guys would form a whole season and then post the season, the contestant outside of the show would do something stupid. Yes. They'd yeah. go and put something on Twitter or Facebook or yeah, do whatever. And, and And the problem there is worse than because now you've got to go and try and edit. You've got to, depends on the severity of, of what that person did. You've yeah. got to go and try and back edit. How do you cut the person out of this? What do mm. you do? You've mm. shot a whole, you've got 12, 15 episodes done. Mm. It's finished. You know what I mean? And that's, and, and some people have faced that as well. Like you've gone back and try to, try to fix it up and try to, mm. you, you know, and it becomes a challenge. You yeah. can't, if they're, if they're a big part of that of cast, course it is, yeah. you'd re- 
reshoot. Absolutely. You don't yeah. have a choice. And the, and the problem sometimes it's time dependent or season dependent or weather mm. dependent, depending on the, mm. on the type of show. You know, it's shot at a, or location dependent. You know, it's a, 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 an international show. So it does become tricky. And I think it's not just, you know, working with ambassadors or influencers of any description, no matter what, what they do. People are people and they do silly things sometimes. Yeah. You know, and sometimes a lot of the times working with sportsmen as well, sports people, the youngsters, you know, and you forget mm. that. You think because the guy's playing cricket for the Proteas, he's a mature person. He's 25 years old. Yeah. He's, he's just a normal 25 and he wants to have a beer with his mates and, and do certain things. And, and you've got to sit down. And I mean, we through the years have had contracts with clauses and some, some guys have worked better than others. And mm. some guys you, you, you've had to, we've had to terminate, you know, based on just poor behavior because they do more brand harm and brand damage because yeah. the guys just do stupid things. I mean, we were so, sp we went to so specific about how you park your motor car. You know, you can't go and park in a disabled bay with the sponsor's name on the side. You can't park on a pavement. Mm. You can't park in the air. Something not, that's before you get into drinking and going to strip joints and, and all of that stuff, you mm. know. So we had a lot of that stuff. It didn't always work, but we certainly, at the point of contracting, you try and get those, you know, the, those agreements in place. Yeah, and then ironically, then you get, you know, the, the other extreme, um, which is Colin Kaepernick, yeah. who got himself into all sorts of trouble and, and became a hero as a consequence and Nike became the hero brand as well. So I guess it depends to a degree how you play it as well, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, at, at the end of the day, you can't stop people being people. Yeah. And Twitter, I think social media has done a, a huge oh, disservice all over the place because people have a bit of alcohol, mm. they get awfully brave. And Twitter becomes their best friend mm. and also their destroyer at the end of the day, too. Because, I mean, you, you actually tweet something that you shouldn't tweet. Yeah. That's the end of you. Yeah. I mean, how many people do we know who actually yeah. done that? And they can, they can never actually show their face in public for about five or six months just, yeah. just in case somebody yeah. throws something yeah. at them. Yeah. But you, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, you can't stop people being people. Mm. So I think one of our biggest problems today in, in this day and age is that we've got a bunch of very intolerant humans on our planet now. They are intolerant of a whole lot of different things. So you've got to be super, super sensitive. Mm. And it's very, very hard. I don't know how you become super sensitive in a, in a live show um, without actually just saying to people, please, you can't do this and you can't do that. And when somebody does do something they're not supposed to do, you can't, you can't edit it out. Yeah. You, yeah. you actually can't. You, you have to let it run and you have to... Uh, remember that the fact that the that the media and Twitter only has a certain lifespan, mm. and eventually it goes. Yeah. And thank heavens for that, mm. because there's a new story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we had the, the, new re story the recent one was uh, we, we had an issue. There was an issue with Love Island recently, but luckily a week later we had Meghan and Harry. Yeah. So that took the, the whole takes, all, the whole, take, yeah, takes yeah. it all away. So it's all gone. Yeah. Fabulous. One of one of the big trends uh, in global media, um, and we, we chatted about this in another context as well, is what they're calling shoppable media. Yeah. So if I, if in the old days you and I would plan a schedule, reach frequency, numbers, audiences, we never really got too concerned about outcomes because that wasn't the big. But that shifted. How if shoppable media, i.e., I can close out the deal while I'm kind of engaging with the medium. How does that work in, in, in the sponsorship space? Because the perception mm -hmm. sometimes is that sponsorships are a bit kind of soft. You can't really get an outcome out of it. Or is that old, old think? No, that's old thinking now. Because at the end of the day, you can get an outcome. But it depends on the brand and depends on what you're trying to achieve. So you can 
easily have um, some form of interaction, on-screen interaction that says go to this website, do something um, on Twitter. Um, we do a lot of live tweeting when our programs are on. So, for That's example, awesome. we start engaging um, beforehand and we, we build up our Twitter, um, Twitter following, we build up our, all our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And then when the program's going live, we're actually tweeting and we're interacting properly interacting mm. with, with people who are asking So you're driving questions. the narrative we of are other platforms as well, yeah. And what we, not only are we doing that, but we're also running competitions simultaneously. Mm. So we're actually getting them to interact with us. So okay. they can win something while they're interacting. So there's a benefit. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, the broadcaster, broadcasters do great things with their platforms on digital and everything, but they cannot do that. Mm. They cannot interact with, mm. with people. Yeah. They, they don't have the manpower. Yeah to do that. So that's where it becomes the role of the, 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 the people who are putting together the content for the producers. Well, they're not putting the content together, they're putting the sponsorships together um, and working with the producers and the directors mm -hmm. to actually make sure it all works and then adding a bonus on. Mm. And that bonus is the way you, you actually become mm. very shoppable. Yeah. You, become, you are able to deliver, you are able to provide data to say mm. this actually worked. Yeah. And you've got a result. Doc, you've driven big brands on sponsorship. Yeah. This is your game. I mean. Yeah, Gordon, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I mean, just listening, a lot of the stuff, and I think the newness of it is perhaps, and I say newness, not that new, the social platform. Mm. But I mean, mm. I go back years ago, back 20 years ago, it's not new to mm. run a radio competition on a, mm. on a sponsored platform. So for argument's sake, we'd say sponsor the sport at 7.33 yeah. in the morning mm. on, on uh, 94.7 at that time, okay, with, with Jeremy and co. And then what we do, but, but we work the sponsorship and that's the leveraging, you know, I would go there to Highfelt and we'd work with it and we became mates with some of the, of the people on the show and we knew them. So they'd give you that AB, that extra, that added value you know uh, and and that's the difference i think gordon between i want to say a lazy marketer and mm, a mm. leveraged marketer mm. a marketer who's Agreed. saying what is the best what's the most i can get today and and that's still not enough for me i want more for my money and that's it and, and we i mean we got to the point where gordon we irritated some bigger brands we we, we I mean, people would call me a king of hijacking i thought i was the king of leveraging but anyway mm. uh, of and 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 we'd get in we'd buy small and leverage big that was our model my model certainly when we didn't have big budgets i buy the smallest possible property to get to the party and then i want to leave with the prettiest girl mm. that was the thinking and i inculcated that culture in the marketing team and, and that's today the mm. same thing so whether we were giving away a set of golf clubs at the Nedbank Golf Challenge with Arnie Geertz off, off the TV as an example. This, yes. is, tw this is old school, yeah. 20 years ago. Today, we then evolved with Andrew McLean and Cycling and the Tour de France with Robbie Hunter. When camera phones first came out, we gave Robbie a camera phone and he took some footage with us. Okay? Again, shoppable body. What You can win data, you can get self because mm, our business mm, wasn't cycling. Mm, it, mm. We had no right to be in cycling, you know what mm. I mean? But no one told us that. So we got into the data part. And I think that the yeah. challenge today uh, is just understanding what is out there and then asking for more within limits, of, but negotiating and getting them. Because the better you do it, the better maybe for the property, the more sellable the property mm. is as a, as a media owner or as a rights holder. Yeah. And obviously from a brand point of view. So yeah. I, always liked, I always liked that. I always liked maximizing my spend um, yeah. out, of, out of that. I agree with you, and I think that that's the, one of the, the beauties of what we do now is that you can seriously maximize it. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly what you're talking about when you do that leveraging of, of small sponsorships and all the rest of it. And the problem with today is that either there's no time for, for people to do it, there's no people to do it yeah. because the, the marketing departments are so stressed out, they don't have enough people. And of course, in this day of COVID, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that becomes an even bigger problem because you can't get to people yeah. to actually have that conversation anymore. Mm, yeah. mm. So you've got to do it on Zoom or you've got it on Teams or something. And it's very, it's not, there's no person, it's unpersonable. It's wrong word. But there's, impersonal. Uh, impersonal, yeah, yeah. unpersonal, impersonal. Yeah. But it is, it's, it just makes life very difficult when you can't actually sit in front of someone and talk to them yeah. face to face. And I think that we've, we've got a long way to go still uh, in making all of these things work. And I think we've got to find the new, the new way of doing stuff. Yeah. Because radio, I think, is still a fantastic medium. But I think radio needs to find its, a, a re, re-energize itself. Yeah, I think it's, a way of, of somebody made an interesting observation uh, the other day. And I can't recall who it is. Uh, apologies if I'm, I'm doing the media thing of, you know, steal with dignity, share with a smile. But... They said to me that the problem with radio is they're trying to be too digital. Radio needs to become more radio and then leverage the digital. That They've kind of lost the radio flavor in their, in their understandable desire to become digital. Do you remember what you used to say? You used to say that radio is your personal medium. Mm. It is the most personal medium you can have in your, in your environment because you choose to engage mm. or to listen, actively listen mm. to mm. a particular mm. show. Yeah. And if you're listening to talk radio, absolutely more, even more so, yeah. you yeah. know, because you really are involved and you're shouting and screaming at the presenters yeah. and all people who are phoning yeah. in. It's a very personal media and they've lost that. Yeah. I agree with you. They've yeah. gone far too to the right wing digital. That's it. So get back to the core value, which is listening. I, I've got to run something past you. you know, we're talking about social media platforms and new ways and people talking. Clubhouse. Is the latest shiny thing in, in, in the world and in South Africa now. Um, and I read something. I was just kind of trying to get my head around it. So it's kind of like WhatsApp, but with voices, all right? So I'm reading through the thing. And one of the frequently asked questions is, inevitably, is it a dating app? And the response from, from Clubhouse is, and I wanted to see whether you, particularly as a woman, um, not that I'm excluding you, you can comment as a male, Doug. Uh, we can if comment indeed, as a woman or, if you want. Or either or, Gender or neutral. whichever you would prefer. Okay, right. So, yeah, right. Clubhouse is not a dating app. But that said, if you like the sound of someone's voice, shoot your shot by flirting vocally into the digital ether and hope for the best. Now, is that actually appropriate? Is that not like me whistling, sitting on a building site, mm. whistling at somebody? Not I join an undisclosed conversation to which I've been invited, because you have to be invited to Clubhouse, and then I just start hitting on somebody who's got a hot voice. I mean, you know, no. don't get me wrong. We we did this in media for 40 years, <laughs> okay, and I'm just saying, can we, are oh, you telling me I can carry on be. now? No, no but you know, that's the problem. No, you can't. I mean, that is completely unacceptable behavior. That is like pinching a woman on the bum. You can't do that anymore. You can't. No, I'm sorry, Gordon, oh. you can't. Um, <laughs> well, that's you see, you're watching but that you see those old James Bond movies. <laughs> you're right. You see, this is where the You have yes. got to stop them and start watching from 2010 onwards. I think that's no, the cutoff right. now. But no, I still I think James Bond does it and gets away in. with it. You know, that's the problem. Oh, my goodness. You're right. Well spotted, boss. <laughs> All right, because this is all getting very silly now, which is... But, which it's, is but it is one of the problems with, with uh, those type of sites. I mean, yeah, no. if you're not a dating site, you're not a dating site. Say you're not a dating site. Don't do that. Yeah, and bring it back to, to the show. <laughs> so what we'd like to do, obviously, is just a couple of last questions. Firstly, mm. 
you know, what, what do, advice would you give for young content producers? So, I mean, we had Ernest and Corsi on the show, yeah. and I, you and Ernie have been chatting a little bit. So what, what do you say to guys like that there is? And speaking of Oscar nominations. Yeah, there you so go. So Ernie is an Oscar mm. you know, uh, winner, and we've got My Octopus nominated yes. for an Oscar. And it'll win. I bet so, you it'll win. Well, it's f- fabulous. So mm. what do you say to young people who are sitting with a concept they can't find the money to, to, to bring it to life. And yet there's, there's clearly a way to do it. There is always a way to do it. And, you know, I mean, if you look at My Octopus and you look at what Ernest has done, I mean, they've done phenomenal stuff on next to nothing. And, yeah. um, and they've raised their own money. Yeah. And they've spent their own money to actually yeah. put these things together, which I admire because a lot of people don't have that. But all you can do is you can take your concept to someone who has hopefully got some foresight you can't take it to the tv stations no because they're not going to they're not going to be helpful you can go to some of the production houses um and they might be helpful the the problem is is that everybody gordon has thinks they've got a good idea everybody thinks that they can make a movie um and i mean every art director that i've ever worked with thinks that they are steven spielberg yeah. Um, and it's it's a problem. Not everybody's idea is a great idea. Yeah. But if you are firmly, if you firmly believe in it, you have a, f- a cell phone, and these cell phones today, you can do all sorts of things with. I mean, Apple have made commercials off their cell phones yeah. just to to showcase the, the how yeah. good their cameras are. No, it's amazing. So use your cell phone and yeah. shoot a pilot mm. with your cell phone Isn't using free. At cans, if, if I'm not mistaken, there is a little like one minute. Uh, mobile phone film. Uh, film award category for for that kind of thing. You can do that, and that, that that's how the people yeah. start yeah. with a lot of, of those kind of those kind of little one yeah. minuters or five minuters. And if you give somebody something to think about, yep, then you're far more likely to open that door. So, but this is the kind of bridging role that that you as a, a that's could we play. try to find. You try we to find, try yeah. to find. We try to help in that area. Yep, it's not always. It's not always easy. I mean, like with Ernest, for example, trying to get people to understand uh, what it is that they do. Um, yep. And I mean, the, con- the concept is fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, and it's, I mean, at the end of the day, we want sponsors to actually sponsor them because yeah. it is a whole new genre. It's a complete and as unique South African genre. But so how do folks get hold of you? Um, at the, is the G2 platform? G2 Connection uh, has a website. Okay. So you go to g2connection.co.za. Um, and you just click on one of the buttons. There's okay. a whole lot of us listed there. There's a, a lot of ladies. Yes, just mention the ladies because a lot of our listeners will of know them. Gail Hoffman Parrish. You can get hold of Scylla Thompson, uh, Bianca Rogers. Uh, we have. Um, I, I'm going blank. Uh, <laughs> Chris That's and my Sally. job to go blank on the <laughs> no, show, please. No, listen, I'm getting don't, to that don't age. Don't steal my blank space. I'm getting, here. <laughs> getting to that age. But but it is it is a it is a fabulous way to actually. Get your product out there without spending a fortune and without having to make a yep. commercial. And and keeping it relevant. So mm-hmm. I'm out. Thanks for coming in, Doc. You're gonna okay. you're gonna put the big word on. Yeah, Gordon. I just I just want to leave, I guess, our listeners with one, if I can, if I may, a little bit of advice. And I think Virginia, you're speaking about people perhaps not having the skills and that. The thing with marketing discipline is that you've got to you've got to have that skill, Gordon. We've spoken about it how many times now. And work hard. Yep. Being yep. stupid and lazy is not the right box you want to be in. I promise you. Because what you what you do is you do yourself, and you and the discipline of marketing is the service. This is a fantastic greenfields opportunity. Yes. We, we look at where the world's going. The world's going to shorter shorter span. 
People don't want to watch traditional ads. The, if you look at America as just a leading indicator of, of some of their ads, are cut down because you've got to catch that person quickly. YouTube pre-rolls, we know these things. Yeah. So now, as marketers out there, go and understand the whole content generation and creating space. And the problem though, Gordon, it's sometimes easier to say no or do nothing because once you say yes you may have to do some work my suggestion is why don't you just do that work okay yeah. i'll give you one last example um vodacom for many years sponsored the traditional super rugby this was called the vodacom mm, super rugby mm. the problem though because money's tight the sa rugby allowed other competing cell phone sponsors into the space so mtn remember years ago was on the lines before they went onto the national team and salty where i was was on the on the shirt of the sharks mm. We, though, were not going to be bossed around by Vodacom because the rights were clear. Their rights extended to the, a, the field of the A perimeter, yes. okay? but it didn't extend to the car park around a particular stadium. Johnson's King Park is the home of the, of the Salty Sharks. So we would activate there. You, you got no idea how many fights they created. Now, that's old school leveraging activation content placement in the perimeter. I mean, so much so that I said to the guys, well, where do their, their rights end? You know, if can I activate at Moses Mabida, which is two Ks down mm -hmm. the road? Is that is that acceptable? Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So as a marketer, you need to push that envelope. You've got to get your brand out there. You can't accept the fact that people are going to say no because it's easier to say no because people sometimes are just stupid and lazy, lazy. which is not not a great combination and i would uh, encourage people to get out there be sharp work harder and get your brand tastefully in the in the front of consumers well i think that's a great way to wrap it up and uh, jenny once again thanks for for being with us that's thank you number two look forward to your hat trick doc we'll uh, see you next week thanks gordon yeah to all our listeners out there thanks for tuning in uh, thanks virginia it was wonderful having thank you, you on the show and yeah gordon We'll catch you next week. Yeah, ciao for Cheer. now. Cheers. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.